Pro Wrestling Viewpoint with Mike Shea. Last night you got a chance to watch the NWA Power live event. What was your input? What was your feedback on that? I've had faith in NWA from the beginning. I thought it'd be really good. And I think I did the numbers because I was, we're talking online about it, not some people and cutting it down. And back when it started before the pandemic, it was on a roll. It had about, I think it was about 300,000, 400,000 viewers on YouTube. Yes, it's only on YouTube, quote unquote, but it's, that's a good number to start with. I mean, it was only out how many episodes for that first season before it hit the pandemic. And then, I mean, it was on a roll. And then lately it has, in my opinion, it's, it's changed since Nick Aldis left. I think he had a lot to do with the, with the, the creative direction that the NWA was going. And it had that something that set it apart based more on uh, the old school legit competition, you know, the background of any show, movie or whatever you have to have your setting and the setting was a real competition, which would be today uh, a UFC. And I think Nick Aldis had a lot to do with that. And with whoever came in after him, who's in Billy Corgan's ear right now, you've got too much aha, too much stuff that looks so contrived, characters that look so contrived and characters they shouldn't even, they're putting a spotlight on. Like, you know, I, I was listening to Jerry Jarrett talk about uh, Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon always said, focus the spotlight. Why are you putting the spotlight on Gags the Gimp? That is a stupid gimmick. Connor's bigger than this guy. That's my son, by the way, who's 14. It's a gimmick of a BDSM or whatever, sadomasochistic whatever suit on. Yeah, that's going to bring viewers in. And let's say, let's say it does bring in a couple of viewers. You're going to lose more viewers than you're going to get with that bullshit because that's terrible. Yeah, there's a fine line when you're looking at um, characters that are using sexual type of um, paraphernalia and uh, if you're not careful you, you're going to definitely turn off your audience more than you're going to gain. I had a chance to catch up on NWA Power last night and from the start of it it definitely had the feel of the old time studio shows. I found it interesting that their first segment in the ring had the first wrestler or entertainer, however they're calling them in NWA, just standing there while the announcer is cutting a promo for the evening and then finally addresses him, which I found odd. But then he cuts a promo and he does his thing. And then they go into the match with Bully Ray. And I think it was not even five minutes into the match, he had Bully Ray on the mat, goes back to the corner, comes running in, and as he puts his arm, I couldn't see whether it was on his neck or on his shoulder, and then flips in the air. You paid more attention to that than I guess I did. But, <laughs> I mean, some of it, I mean, like, I didn't mind because it was quick and to the point where there's things like, that's one thing that bothers me with AEW. It's the match that never ends. It goes on and on, my friend. It was like It's like, oh, my good God, cut this back already. I mean, to get the content out there. But it was, in that regard, it's good. And... You know, overall, I didn't mind so much. And I mean, watching pro wrestling, or the NWA power, it, I mean, it was okay. And some people are, are talking about, we're, we're talking about, oh, how great it was online. And I'm sitting there and I'm, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay, these are just sycophants. They're just like, be, if you're a true fan, be able to call crap when you see crap. Yeah. Now, the only point I had for that one was I just didn't understand how you had this jacked up guy spinning in the air 
with what a nerve hold on on bubble ray it just didn't make any sense yeah why you have this big guy doing a spin in the air right i can i appreciate the athleticism in doing the move yeah but if you're gonna be the big guy sell it as a big guy you can't be doing these flippy flippy moves because he's he, he is a big guy that's Odison. Mm -hmm. and uh sometimes you have to have it i mean you can have spots but not everything has to be so contrived. I mean, when you look at a, look at a match, it's like sometimes like okay, come on already, you know. And I mean, looking at it, I, I just took so I took some notes of the, of it. I didn't mind the Bully Ray versus Otison match. It made some sense of short and to the point. But you start off the show with the tables match. So where do you go from there? True. I mean, I get it. And people like this. People say, oh, well, things have changed. You don't do, you know. I promote pro wrestling events, and if you look at my show, you build to the main. Mm -hmm. and the main has to be a spotlight you can't take away from the main with something beforehand the only exception to that say a title match is usually the main on an IPW card independent pro wrestling card is if you have a cage match because you got to take time to put the cage up just like the old days we can't drop it like like uh, Vince McMahon does or uh, WWE right so I mean I don't mind I mean I don't mind I would have probably put that later you know um, I but I liked it uh, so it's too you know for, for you know, quick what it was got started off hot. It wasn't bad, you know. Um, you know, but then it led into Country Gentlemen versus the, the Fixers. I like the Country Gentlemen. You know, they looked everything looked like they were going to be le they're legit. They're tough guys. They look like guys who could handle themselves. It wasn't Circus de Soleil, uh, you know. Uh, but then the Fixers are in there, and they're too ha ha. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, when I watched. A lot of times but then they started oh you know the, and i think they're trying to do do that to an extent of like oh they're, they're getting a bit of an edge to them they're you know getting a little more violent but you can still be not as violent without the ha like they make it seem like too much of a joke their characters and whatever seem more contrived so how can i take them seriously when they start becoming badasses it's like well they're comedy still and and you know i had i had a Wrecking Bologurski <laughs> and myself were having a conversation, so to speak, online because he was talking about people hating on NWA. It's like people weren't, they don't kill this. You know, there's trolls out there that are going to talk crap about a promotion and think they know and understand. And it's fans who have, you know, they haven't organized a backyard picnic, let alone a pro wrestling show, or because there's so many aspects. There's the business side of it, there's the booking side of it, there's the talent. There's so many aspects to running a pro wrestling show. They have no idea. And I mean, I didn't say anything to to disparage, but uh, you know, you focus the spotlight, focus on on, on guys that are going to draw you money. They have a, there's a lot of good guys over there that sh they should have that spotlight on. I like Tom Latimer, EC3. I like Trevor Murdoch, guys like that. And I mean, the list goes on and on. I can I can list more guys, but they put this, you know, like that uh, the one little guy, the Sensational's younger brother, and Connor is bigger than that guy. I don't know if he's doing double duty as gags that can't ban this guy. Like, I swear to God, just out of it now, I'm like, what the hell is with this dude? I mean, not to disparage him, but I mean, some people were not made to be pro wrestlers. I was not made to be a 255-pound linebacker for the Houston Texans, okay? Like, I was not made to be that. I am five foot seven right now, running about 170 pounds, okay? Like, that is not going to happen. Right. You know, you just have to know your role in things and that. And it's like, just because this isn't all inclusive, not everybody gets a partition, participation trophy. Mm -hmm. It's like anything else. If it's hockey, any other sport, I consider this a sport. 
some people cannot be put in a, a spot to do that because it just doesn't make sense. Fair enough. I watched the show. I, it was my first opportunity actually of watching the NWA Power. I liked it for the most part. The main event, not the wedding, the main event, the wrestling event, the tag team or the multiple person tag event was... I oh, the team, hear, the team challenge. The team challenge. Yeah, yeah. I didn't hear the rules. Now, maybe it's because it was introduced when the uh, event first started. But all of a sudden, uh, the last female in the ring, I think it was Taya Valkyrie, uh, she was thrown over the top rope, and they declared that she was out. Yes. And I was like, okay, well, I didn't hear that in the rules. So it was for a first-timer, you're sitting there going, wait a minute, how does that work? Yeah, Carnage right? came in, I think it was, that that threw him over the, threw her, sorry, over the top. But I think it was their way of getting out of it without having... An intergender. Having that, like, the... Real a real conflict between the two because, I mean, he's a big big guy, you know, and I mean you'd have to really, I mean his character, even though it still comes like I'll always say it comes across so contrived sometimes a lot of the NWA stuff they're playing a part that doesn't work. I mean, like I always said, you're not an actor when you're a wrestler. Like you're an uh, amped up version of yourself. Yes, you can say it's an actor performance. Some guys can pull some of that off, maybe like a Bray Wyatt, but not every guy can do that. Right. You know, and when I look at that, I, I, I just, when I see that, it just comes across like, uh, you know, I mean, and it, and it's not to be disparaging when it comes to the NWA, because I mean, they, I think they have a really good opportunity with the talent they have, focus that spotlight, listen to what Jerry Jarrett, Vince McMahon say, focus the spotlight, because if I'm trying to make money, and I'm trying to make my product known, I'm going to be focusing the spotlight on the best guys I got, that's, I forgive me the sensationalist tag teams guy brother if anything he'd be a ref maybe right. or a job got a guy that gets killed in t 10 seconds like he's just not big enough he's just not you know there's guys like that where you can focus on like i love thomas latimer that guy is a beast you know he looks the part he wrestles well his character you listen to that guy when he cuts a promo you don't go ah he's faking it nobody does that no, like it's like he's trying to be a character. He, he is his character, you know. Bully Ray, the same thing. He is his character. Guys like that, uh, you know. When you watch Nick Aldis on there, he was who he is. He didn't come across being contrived, you know. Matt Cardona's the same way. You got guys like that. That's what you need to focus because if you look at WWE for the most part, which is business wise and in general the most known and best product out there because it is the most known. When you look at their characters and the guys that they have characters, the wrestlers on their show. You can't look at an Austin Theory saying, oh, that's not really him. He comes across as the way he is. You don't go, you don't doubt that. It's like when you're watching uh, Yellowstone. You don't look at John Dutton and go, come on, Kevin Costner's putting whatever. Like, it's like, it's you don't doubt that. You know, it, it's it's bad. It looks like bad, bad stage theater sometimes. Right. And that doesn't, that's not going to bring in the masses. I mean, and they right now... Nobody should ever be looking to go, we want to be better than the WWE. Because that's how guys get in trouble. Going back forever. Go back to WCW before that. Go back to Jim Crocker Promotions. You know, go back to the AWA. And, all, and, and you know, you had WCCW, World Class, all those guys. They want to be, the, they, instead of worrying about just making money and making their product the best, they worried about beating Vince McMahon. This isn't a competition. The only competition is with yourself and to make money and grow your promotion. And if they stick to that... That's how they're going to succeed. Because it's going to take a hell of a lot to beat a Vince, Vince McMahon. He took over in 1983. 
man, the head start he has on you. He's running 12 laps already of the, of the track, and you're you're just uh, running off the, off the pegs. So you better just worry about doing what you do. Absolutely. One of the things that struck me about the whole production of it is the lack of lighting around the ring. Like, it was very dark yeah. in the filming. And I also found some of the timing <clears throat> isn't very tight. Maybe with YouTube, you're a little bit looser with your, your planning and whatnot. But I just found the guys coming through the curtains or the timing on the mics. One of the things I, I never liked about uh, TV wrestling is the three-man commentary group. Yeah. And they had that last night. I don't know if it's a regular thing with uh, uh, Velvet Sky, I believe. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that because you're trying to find something for that third person to, to jump in at. And it's not a fluid conversation. It seems forced. Right. Well, well, I've I've never cared for the well that commentating team. I like Joe Galley. I like Tim Storm. I'll get he for it, but I don't care for Velvet Sky in that spot. It comes across amateurish. It doesn't like Joe, Joe Galley comes from news, so he's got broadcasting experience. And uh, Tim Storm being being the um, Former color player. commentary guy, being the rest makes sense. But I've watched. I started turning it off because she'd be going off about. Uh, Cardoso's and uh, Cardoso's and and that group that uh, they've got going on, and she would just be going off and she likes you the inside terms and things like it's like stop. She's just not made out made for that spot. It doesn't help the position. I've never cared for three man crews anyway. Or two, there's too many like AW, a sorry AEW. You have sometimes four guys out there, and it's like okay, who said that for a second? You know, I, stick to the two man crew. You know, make it the way it's supposed to be. Like, I mean, you you look at the UFC. You may have a three man crew sometimes. Most times, well, up till recently, it was uh, what Mike Goldberg and Joe Rogan. Yep. And it uh, that's the way it should be. You don't have to have everybody talking over each other. You don't need three, four, five guys. Like you look at the NFL for the most part. You know, you're, you're watching you're w- watching the NFL. Most times, there's two guys. There's a reason for that, and that's all you need. You don't need. And I don't care for Velvet Sky on commentary. Sorry, people don't like that. It has nothing to do with anything, but she doesn't contribute in that regard. Yes. Uh, you know, you have to Tim Storm being the being the uh, color commentary after the you know Joe being the play by play. It makes sense in the way they worked. I, I saw something a little while ago. And it was just those guys. For some reason, I can't remember what it was. They did really well together. And I liked it better. Well, yeah, it's you know. nothing to disparage Velvet Sky. She's just a talent that needs to be utilized elsewhere. Oh, they have so many things they could do with her because she is talented. I mean, look at her and the beautiful people. Mm-hmm. Why don't you have, get, let her manage somebody? Because she's got the look. She's got the charisma. She knows how to work. Oh, yeah. I mean, th- you need more talent out there. And she could be somebody because when she was with TNA, they had decent ratings. I mean, they had the same ratings pretty much what AEW does now. True. So why wouldn't they use her in a capacity to manage somebody else? Like, instead of having Aaron Stevenson uh, managing, uh, was it Carnage and Damage? Put her with them. Mm-hmm. I think she could add something, just thinking, this is just now off the top of my head. She could do something with those guys as a tag team. Turn her heel, put them with them. That would be, I, I think that would work. You know, uh, the country gentleman, maybe, the, you know, they're the southern gentleman. Uh, she could she could be with them if they turn them heel, but they got so many heels right now. I would put her, I'd put her with Carnage and Damage. You don't need Aaron Stevenson there. Yeah, that's a problem. When he's you have, he's a wrestler. Like you don't need that. When you have an uh, overabundance of one over the other, it really makes it hard for for your booking 
and being able to plan out long term. Right? Yeah. Or if you go having somebody doing the, I like to call it the big show effect, where they keep bouncing back and forth between heel and face. It's terrible. Nobody knows who they're cheering for or booing for, and it really ruins <clears> them. <throat> they're talented people, but unfortunately they're put into bad situations that doesn't help them grow, and it doesn't help them attract more faces, right? Because you say, for example, one week you see um, maybe it's Matt Cardona being a face one week, maybe next week he's a heel. Well, if you're a casual viewer and you're not watching every week, end up on the week where he's a heel, it's like, when did he turn heel? He was a face. Well, you've got a lot of these shades of gray or things where it's back and forth. And I mean, you take a look at what they did with uh, with Ricky Starks there. Back when he was the TV champ, it was like, he, I thought they were building him as a heel. And then for no, re- for no reason, no turn, he was being, he- or sorry, as a face. And then he was the heel. And then he was kind of faceish face-ish again and then it just changed and i'm like what are they doing where's the payoff you know i mean dusty Rhodes used to say where's the money well where's the money in it like where where's the payoff for this like what what comes of it like it was back and forth back and forth and then when you change a guy back and it wasn't even changing back and forth where he turned heel face turned heel it was just for no reason he's acting heel now he's acting face he's acting feel heel he's acting face and then but there's no there was no reason for it and it's it's just as bad or more so when you turn guys back and forth, like back in the day, you had Orndorff. He was heel. He went with Hogan. He was face. Turned on Hogan. Then he was heel again. And then he turned on, he turned face again and turned against Heenan and brought in Humperdinck okay. with him. The bloom was off the rose. It's like, okay, so when's he going to turn again? Because he's heel again. Now he's face. He's heel. Like you turn a guy so many times, like you mentioned Big Show. Mm-hmm. nobody cares now because he's turned so many times you can't just keep turning guys over and over and over again it, it doesn't it doesn't make sense because then you it's hard to follow and you can't get emotionally invested in somebody that can turn so quickly very true in my opinion but and and then it's like i mean the rest of the show i mean you look at the things i like that um thrill really uh silas mason he was over like crazy i know it's his hometown but the way he was working his energy and things along those lines they got something with guys like that. If they can do a good mix of using the guys like the Thomas Latimers, um, Matt Car- Cardona, um, well, you had Aldis and EC3, Trevor Murdoch, and you build, and you have those guys, and you build the guys like like the uh, Country Gentleman and uh, and Thrill Billy uh, Silas Mason. You know, you can actually when you you can build and get that rub to them. I mean, you bring them in and then those can be the pillars of what the NWA is going to be. And they actually stand out to be what NWA is kind of that hard hitting style. And that's what the NWA was built on. When I watched the Thrillbilly promo, I had shades of Sid Vicious. He had the mannerisms. He had the presence. Yeah. And he's like, wow, this is a good big guy. It should be interesting to see what they do with him. Yeah. See what they, yeah, see what they do because it, I mean, he, he's got, like, you see that he's got that energy and, and the fans gravitate to him, you know? So I, I think that's somebody they could do something with, I, in my opinion. I, I think they they have enough talent of young guys. Like I said, the country gentleman, Thrill Billy. Uh, even the Sensationals just changed the name. Stop trying to be the fantastic Fabulous, uh prodigal son. Like, they, you know, those two got together and uh, they're, the, they're the illegitimate child of the Fabulous ones and the Fantastics. I mean, like, what the <laughs> hell is this? You know, you can't just, like, I mean, it's so obvious. I mean, it's mockingly obvious. 
that's what I don't I don't care for uh, because those guys they do have some talent and they showed I think it was them last night in that at the end of the end of the that uh, war game not war games but the 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 the, the tag team the tag the team challenge yeah, yes. yeah so when they had when they had that at the end those guys they stood out a bit so I mean I haven't watched NWA that was the first time watching NWA in a little bit because I watched and I thought this is this is ridiculous and I I don't know what happened with um, James Mitchell's uh, um judaeus because he was another guy big guy had it i he wasn't on that show last night i'm like and i'm not sure if he's still with them but he was one of the guys i liked so mm. i'm not i'm not sure if they're they're still a part of nwa or not hopefully they are because i think they he had talent and and james mitchell with them helps but get, oh, get, get rid of that other crap that's with with james mitchell in my opinion yeah, James Mitchell is a fantastic mouthpiece. Yeah, he, he knows how to, to work a gimmick and get somebody over, and draw the heat that is needed. You know, for that emotional investment. And so, anytime that you put him with somebody, and then you put too many people around him yeah. that don't fit or, or feels like it's being contrived, you dilute right? it. Yeah. You'll dilute it. You you have a you have a group, and you put too many guys in it. I mean, the four horsemen with eight guys is diluted, right? I mean, the four horsemen was—it was the four, That's and right. they all had their piece. But when you put too many, too much, too much ingredients into into a, a cake, you're going to get slop, yeah, right? NWO and this wolf pack. Well, <laughs> NWO in general. Yes. You know, you you had so many guys when you you know you could have had six or seven tops, and they just over you know they filled it up too much. But I mean, when when but you dilute that where James Mitchell, all he needed was Judas. Maybe one other guy or a tag team, uh, you know, you could have done. But you can't, you can't put all those guys, and then you can't put people with him that just are ridiculous. Yeah. So it, that's, uh, it just doesn't make sense. You got to keep it focused and not confusing. You know, and, and watching some of it confusing last night was telling. So, but is it, are they heel or are they face? Like because they were doing this before, but now they're. So I wasn't sure. You got to have, you know, people go, well, the business has changed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? The business has changed. But when you, you're trying to attract an audience, you got to keep it simple and you got to have defined heels and faces. Well, that's what a lot of people don't understand about the business. Yes, it has changed, but there's still a need for a clear cut heel and face. Yeah. Right? You can have the odd gray area, your Stone Cold character, where it, it worked, right? It worked yeah. for the storyline. But even then, he still had majority heel or majority face in his activities. Yeah. He was never walking that gray area for extended yeah. periods of time. You, right? Not a lot of guys are Steve Austin or the Road Warriors. No. You know, the Road Warriors were another team that was that uh, in-between kind of guy. But tweeners never work. People can say, well, the Road Warriors did. Well, your name isn't Mike and your name isn't Joe. And neither of you guys come out to, you know, Iron Man by Iron Maiden. So let's stop right now because it may not it, it, it could work for some people maybe on the indies it's very hard you know and in today's setting i think you, you can't be back and forth you look at wwe i've started watching wwe more again and the product since triple h has taken over it's one of those things it's like you can see how it, things are very uh pretty clear on who's who there's no shades of gray it's you know emotional investment i mean some people were saying they didn't like the royal rumble i liked it I thought it was good, you know. For me, it was one of the, the best they've had in a long time. Yeah. You know, the, the you were getting so used to being how many surprise entries are there going to be rather than the good quality content. Yeah. 
you know, and when you see the amount of uh, quality interactions that were in the rumbles themselves, it made it worthwhile. Sure, there were people there that you could say, well, why wasn't this person there? Why wasn't that person there? We, you don't know what their plans are in the future. You just know that you're going to get some relatively consistent booking going forward, right? And so while we didn't get the big drawdown between Gunther and Brock Lesnar like everybody wanted, the, the it's seeds, a good tease. The seeds were planted. Absolutely. And, and that's the thing. And it's that's what's going to make it. And you got to build for the future. You can't just throw it in right now. Because you have, you know, like, take a look at what happened with AEW. They built, tried to build their company off of surprises. Who they were signing next. Well, you need to make it about what's in the ring. And you, you, people can say what they want about WWE. And whatever, Hunter is doing a great job when it, he comes to developing storylines, developing characters. Like, he set the seeds. Even if he didn't intend to in the Royal Rumble. I'll tell you right now. He was watching and he was listening and he saw that. Between Gunther and uh, and Brock Lesnar, yeah. something will come from that. Because if you, if something doesn't come from that, he's an idiot. Absolutely. You know. So getting back to NWA Power, at the end of the night ended with a wedding, as usual. <sighs> <laughs> I've never enjoyed weddings at wrestling events because you always know there's something that's going to happen. I did like the fact that the Reverend looked very familiar. Yeah. I can't place where I've seen him before. But um, his Sam Tino, isn't it Sam uh, Reverend? Tino. Sam. Reverend, no Judge, wasn't it Judge? Well, he called himself Judge, but they actually had it on the screen Reverend. Oh, did they? Okay, well, oh. so production was, has an issue there. Yes, but yes, consistency. But it was a good. I enjoyed the interaction. You could tell that Aaron Stevens was going to pull something. You know, he just he's he's always had a great comedy timing face, right? He can put the seeds in there he can play the the any role you put him into because he just has that kind of timing right yeah and to put him with santino in this setting was fantastic i enjoyed myself i i don't know i uh it was coming across so contrived again but i mean that's what you get aaron stevenson's been kind of he makes it a part of him mm -hmm. so but it was still but it wasn't contrived the same way as you look at some of the other guys doing it it was like it was intentional. It come across like he was intentionally doing it. Yes. But I hate weddings at wrestling anyway. I just, I disliked it. I thought it was terrible. I mean, I was just like, oh my god, there's 20 minutes of my life I will never ever get back. And you know, it's, I mean, it, it, uh, people may have liked it. God bless them for being that kind. I mean, I'm more traditionalist, you know. And I think if they're trying to, when you do a wrestling promotion, you have and you have a product. You have to have a theme and a direction for your product. Uh, ECW, they had a direction for their product. And they went with accentuate what was working and don't accentuate that didn't work. You know, they didn't want to be like, they, they didn't have the production of WWE, so they weren't going to do the same stuff. That's why they had the lights up and you could see the crowd because the crowd was what they needed to accentuate. With NWA, they actually had a full house there, but... The thing is, they had the black um, background, like you said, with it being dark. But that's what the NWA has always done. So I think they're maybe trying to do that. And I like the little changes they've done, where they've gone to the black and yellow um, aprons and turnbuckle pads and things. They got, stepped, they kept it that traditional yep. and stepped away from it right. uh, a little bit to modernize it. I like that. 
you know, and I, I, I have faith NWA could be something really good. And I've said it online. And I think I said it to, uh, Recky Bologurski the other day online. Uh, I said, whoever is telling Billy Corgan, what they're doing is good. They're a bunch of yes men or they don't know what they're doing and either, or they should be fired because you can't have somebody, you can't have somebody that's just going to say, yeah, you're right, boss. Yeah, you're right, boss. But you also can't, you can't have a, a pessimist either. You need to be somebody, I like this, this is working, I think this works for us. Look, look at what the crowd did, listen to what they've done, and you can say, okay, crowd's dead. This isn't working. This guy's coming across contrived, overly contrived. It comes across as bad theater. We need to either pick that up or get rid of it. And they've got enough guys there that know what it's supposed to be like. And if they don't, get rid of them. There's a lot of good guys out there that could come in and help them out. And they need to get on that to bring it. And I'm not trying to say this to slight Billy Corgan because he's done a hell of a job with what he's got, you know. Uh, but I get the feeling sometimes he's given up when he's saying it's like AW, uh, sorry, NWA is like a like a bar band. And, and, and we're starting in the bars and blah, 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 that kind of stuff. And it comes across a little bit like that. I mean, yeah, it is like that, but you need to present yourself bigger than that. You know, uh, Cy- uh, Cyrus or, um, what the hell's his name? Uh, Don Callis said, if you want to be taken seriously and you want people to spend money on you, on you, you need to present yourself as a star. Well, that's it. And you have somebody like Billy Corgan who's got plenty of money, plenty of show experience from his touring days. Yeah. Right? He should have He still tours. Earn. So... That's one of the things I don't understand then is you have this kind of experience, this kind of ability to see a performance when, you, when you're putting on a performance. Musical performance is no different than, than putting on a wrestling performance. It's all about camera angles. It's all about being tight with your production. It's all about being tight with your, Performance. your performances yeah. and making sure that, okay, if you're going to compete with the WWE, then you have to make sure that you're doing it on the same timelines, right? So if you're going to have a wedding... As the entertainment part, that's fine. You got to tighten it up a bit. There's a lot of wasted time there that could have been cut back and, and directed more into either another angle or just cut it out, period. Right? You, you use that time to get people over. Al yes. Snow, we had him in for a show. Like he said, Vince McMahon would always look at it. I could have sold advertising time for this. That's right. So... If I have this guy on there, he's not getting over. He's not doing what we want. I just wasted this much money because I could have had that by having Snickers commercials or, or uh, you know, the the M and M's commercial or whatever. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And that's what you need to you need to do. You need and like I said, you need to focus the spotlight on what's going to make you money. I don't know where they're going with this wedding angle, but it just did not come across right. You have two guys that are supposed to be badasses that go out there and kick ass in carnage and damage. And they come out wearing top hats and bow ties. What, did they take it from the sensationalists? Like, did they leave that in the back and they throw that on? Like, what the hell was that? That was ridiculous. I was like, what is this? I I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. And I'm not trying to be just negative about it, but I didn't like that. I mean, I think there's better things that they could be doing. Well, as I was watching the angle, I was wondering, what are they doing with the bride? Are they trying to do the Chelsea Green Avenue? (laughs) I was thinking the exact same thing, yeah. Or they're going to go with, um, I think there was another angle that Impact did with another bride, um, more towards the, the goth side of things, right? What what are they going to do with this character? And at the end, she uh, ended up just going nuts. And the, the end just, you could tell looking at the way everybody was standing there, 
that they're they almost seemed lost mm -hmm. you know she made her way to the back curtain almost make it through only to quote unquote fall into uh whoever the the person was that was with the uh the hillbilly um uh, Silas Mason. Silas Mason's. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Push, I, um, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But and, it, was, it looked too forced for yeah, falling out of that, right? Yeah. And it's like, I turned it off at that point. Oh, did I, I turned it off. I didn't even make it to that point. I was like, okay, this is a, this is. I think I think uh, Penelope Murder Dog here had to go out or something. I'm like, and that's more important. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, that that's my dog, by the way. But yeah, I was like, let's go. I mean, I, I couldn't. I couldn't, I, I turned it off, I think, at that point. But I mean, I, but one thing I'm going to say that I saw there that I liked some of the women's talent, Taya Valkyrie, she's all definitely good. Yes. You know, and, but also, which stood out for me was uh, La Rosa Negra. Yes. She was tremendous. I like, I'm like, oh, what is it? And I thought, I think I confused her with somebody else at first. I'm like, what the hell? And I'm like, this is, oh, yeah, this is good. You know, I like that. You know, and uh, I mean, they have Camille mm -hmm. as well. They can have one hell of a women's division because also with Kenzie Page, yes. I saw her. She carried uh, Charlotte Renegade because she was, I think that was her name, right? Charlotte yes. Renegade. She, I, no character personality, no. It was like trying to pull teeth. Uh, I was just like, what the, but I'm like, holy crap, Kenzie Page is really doing something here. So I, it just shows she can actually make other people look really good. Yes. And she can carry a match. But, I mean, there's four. There's your pillars. Now, there's a lot of good women wrestlers. I mean, you take a look right here in Ontario. Uh, Sierra, beautiful Bia, um, Alexia Nicole, just off the top of my head. Jody Threat was on AEW. Mm -hmm. There's four just from this area here in Ontario where this is where actually where we're from is Ontario. And this is where I promote shows with independent pro wrestling. And I go to shows and I see different people, but you have four and there's four just from here that you bring in, but you have anywhere in North America, you could take some good time. There's gotta be some really other good women out there that they could bring in. You've been listening to pro wrestling viewpoint with Mike Shea.